What's up, everybody? It's Dan Greer with Leading from the Middle of the Pack, and I'm here to talk to you today a little bit about how to get other people to listen to you and to do what you'd like them to do. Now, this is not about um, manipulating people. It's not used for evilness. But before I give you any more of my evil tactics, I'm going to cue up the theme song. We'll be right back in just a second. The big question is this. How are leaders like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Sweet, so glad you guys are still here. So today we're going to be talking all about some tricks and tactics that I have to getting other people to do what you want them to do. Now, before we get into this, I have one thing that we must discuss, and it has to happen, and it can't not happen, okay? So I need you to do this. Are you willing to do this for me? Perfect. All right, so here's what I want you to do. I need you to raise your right hand. Even if you're driving, put your left hand on the steering wheel, raise your right hand. All right, do you have your right hand raised? Perfect. Say, I, and state your name. I, Dan Greer. Don't say state your name. Come on, play all out, do this. I know you guys are winners and can do what I'm asking you to do. I, state your name, promise. I'm not hearing anybody saying this. Are you guys sure you're actually doing this and not just listening to this? Come on, work with me here. I don't care if you're on the plane, let the dude next to you be like, what's this crazy guy doing? Be like, it's okay, I got this. I, state your name, promise that I will not use what I'm about to learn for evil powers like Dr. Evil off of the uh, Austin Power series. You, you can see him. You just saw him with his pinky up to his mouth. Whoa. Okay. So now that we have that out of the road and you've promised that you're not going to use these for evilness and you're going to use them for good stuff, and it's only going to be to help people grow. It's not going to be to get people to do things that are evil. Okay. So now we can get into this. Now we get into the real meat. This is going to be so much fun. Okay. So this goes into a lot, and we've talked a little bit about this before, about influencing others. And this is kind of the same way. It's like how to influence others. But we're going to dive a little bit deeper in this. And, and so I've got, I've got four steps here to get people to do what you want them to do. And the first step is, and I'm going to tell you all four steps right now. So the first step is to listen to them. The second step is to use their name. The third step is to be nice. And the fourth step is to stay calm. Now, let's start with the first. The first step is to listen to them. So in our last podcast, we talked about building lasting connections and how you're supposed to listen more than you talk. And if you didn't listen to that podcast, you didn't listen to that episode, go back and listen to it right now. It's totally worth it. It's a great listen. Um, had a lot of fun recording that one. And, and the reason we have to listen to people is because if we're talking all the time, we never get to know them. We don't get to know who they are. We don't get to know anything about them. We get, don't get to know, learn anything about them. We don't get to help them move forward. Nothing. We get nothing out of it whenever we don't listen to somebody. If all we're doing is listening to talk, we're not getting anything out of it. So we need to listen to listen, and we need to listen to keep them, to keep us engaged with them so that we know where they're at. So listening to them is the first thing you can do, and that's the best thing. And how do we listen to people? It's really easy. Actually, it's really hard. Okay, let me, let me tell you how I do this. You know what I do? I don't say a word. <laughs> that's how I listen to people. 
I don't try to talk over him. I don't try to get him to see my point of view. I don't try to get him to go in a different direction. Nothing. I'm actually listening to them. When my wife talks and she's talking about something that is maybe makeup, she doesn't talk about makeup, but maybe it's something that I'm not super interested in, then maybe I tune out sometimes. Is she going to do what I want her to do if I tune out and I don't actually listen to her? No, not at all. You know what she's going to do? She's going to smack me upside the head and say, hey, listen, Dan, I need you to listen to me right now. This is important. Okay, babe, I got it. I'm all in. And she starts talking, and I drown it out again, right? So I'm not listening to her. So you have to listen to people. The first thing is to listen. And the, and the other thing I will say is, like, depending on what you're doing, depending on where you're at, listen to the situation as well. So there was this one time that I was uh, I was flying home. So I used to fly all the time. I fly, uh, fly commercially. Now I fly my own plane for the most part. Um, I still fly commercially once in a while, depending on how far I'm going. But my point here is, is that um, I was flying commercially, and there was like a huge storm that hit Dallas, and it grounded a ton of planes. And I was showing up to Dallas a little bit later in the day, and uh, and I sat back, and I was trying to get my flight got canceled earlier in the day, and so I was trying to get home, and I really wanted to get home, and I had something that I had to be home for. I can't remember what it was now, but it's not important. But I had to be home. I wanted I wanted to be home. I shouldn't say I had to be home. But I wanted to be home. And so I listened, and the, the people in front of me went up to the counter, and they were talking to the lady, and, uh, and they were mean and rude, and they didn't get what they wanted. They were upset. They were hollering. They were, uh, she was crying, and, and I understand that things go on, but it's not that big of a deal. You'll get there tomorrow. That's kind of what I had. That's the opinion that I had whenever I went up there. I can get there tomorrow if I have to. If I really, It's not going to be the end of the world if I have to sleep in a hotel tonight. I've already been out of my house for five or six or seven days. What's one more day? It's not a big deal. Anyways, so I listened to the conversation, and I could tell that the lady behind the counter was having kind of a rough time. She's, she had been dealing with cancellations and rough people and rude people all day long, and now it was my turn. Well, so I walked up, and instead of, instead of just going straight to what I want, and I'm very much to the point, I looked at her and I said, rough day, huh? And she goes, yeah. We had over 300 flights grounded today while the storm hit, and now we're playing huge catch-up trying to get people back in the air and going and getting them set up. And she says, I'm doing everything I can, and it's just been so rough. And people are just so unwilling to work with us and help us get there. And I was like, yeah, that really stinks. And I listened to her. I was like, I really hate it. When people won't work with you, it makes it really tough on you, especially when you're trying to do everything you can do to get them there. And, and I can tell you're having a rough day, and so I'm not going to beg you or ask you for anything big. I just, I just want to, you know, just make sure you're doing okay and give you a second to stand here while we chat a little bit to figure out, you know, to give you a second where you don't have to get yelled at. Because I saw those guys yelling at you before, and I'm sure that you've had people doing that all day long because they're upset that they're not getting where they're going because they didn't plan well enough to give themselves enough time to get there. They expect to be there on their schedule. Understandable, but weather happens. It's not the end of the world. And she looked at me, and she goes, where are you trying to go? I said, I'm just trying to go home. I just need to get another flight so I can go home and see my wife and kids. Been gone for about a week or so. I'd like to get home and see them. But I said, I understand that there's a lot of things going on, and flights are all full. And she said, where are you going? I told her where I was going. She pulled it up, and she goes, hey, look, there's a seat here in first class for you. Look at this, look at this. So she put me in first class, and I flew home on the next flight. It left in 15 minutes. Literally walked to the gate, 
boarded it, got on, got in my seat, and flew home. Because I listened to her and because I was nice to her, she was able to give me what I wanted, right? And I didn't even really have to ask for it. She asked me what I wanted because I listened to her. And that's the key right there is listening to people. A lot of times we get so caught up in trying to get our point of view across that we don't actually listen to them. We don't actually listen to the situation. We don't get to feel how they're feeling and we don't put ourselves in their shoes. Now, the next thing in, on my list here is to use their name in, in my framework is to use their name. So after we get done listening to them, we're going to use their name whenever you talk to them. There's something about your name. Okay, so, so your parents gave you that name, and for the most part, almost everybody loves their name. And there's something about your name, whenever you say your name, or if you hear your name, that sends those endorphins through your body. It makes you perk up. It gets you excited. When, when I'm walking through the store, and I have, a, I have a pretty common name, right? But when I'm walking through the store and somebody says, hey, Dan, how's it going? Even if they're not talking to me, I get excited. And I look around. Who's calling my name? Who's talking to me? Who's getting me? You know, who knows me, right? Oh, he doesn't know me, right? But I get excited for just a minute because somebody I thought knew my name and was looking to see me. And so I like to use people's name whenever I talk to them. Now, I did the same thing with this lady at the ticket counter. I did not say, how are you doing today, ma'am? I said, how are you doing today, Miss Cheryl? Because I looked on her shirt and it said Cheryl. And I knew her name was Cheryl and I could call her by her first name. Now, if they don't have a a job with their name on their shirt, which a lot of people don't. I don't have my name on my shirt, right? Then I say, and how are you doing today? What's your name? And I open that conversation that way, and then I remember their name. And if she would have told me her name was not Cheryl, it was Lily, and she was wearing somebody else's shirt, that day I would have been like, huh, well, that's, that's interesting. Are you and Lily good friends, or did you just you know forget your clothes somewhere? That way I could have an open conversation and kind of open that up some more there as well. But so I use their name whenever I talk to them. And, and when you use somebody's name, it gives them those endorphins. Think about it. Like, if I'm sitting there chatting with you, if I'm like, hey, bud, how's it going today? That does not do as much for you if I'm like, hey, Adam, how are you today? How's your day going, bud? Right? Do you see how much better you feel when I use your first name? Think about that. Think about that, okay? All right, the next thing is just to be nice, especially in a tough, tense situation. If you can bring a level of niceness, a level of calmness, a level of clarity to it, that's, that's not mean and aggravated and angry, you're going to get so much further ahead than if you come in like a complete and utter prick to begin with, right? Because if you're a prick, guess what? Nobody wants to deal with a prick. Have you ever dealt with a prick? Yes, you have. I guarantee you have. So have I. I've dealt with hundreds of them, if not thousands of them. And you know how I deal with pricks? I usually shut down. I usually don't give them what they want. I usually make their life a little bit harder because they made my life harder because they were prickish to me. And so my suggestion is, is to be nice. So the people before me, they didn't get what they wanted. Believe it or not, we were going to the same town. There was no open seats on the aircraft other than three seats, okay? So they could have got on that plane if they wanted to, but they weren't nice and they wanted to sit together. They, refu they, they refused to not sit together. That's why she didn't let them on the plane. Uh, or why she didn't give them tickets on the plane. It wasn't that she was not being nice to them or anything like that. But they refused to be nice and be open. And in turn, they had to wait overnight to get there. So instead of being able to go right then and there, they had to wait. Not a big deal. But they weren't nice. So she didn't do everything within her power to get them on the plane. Does that make sense? Are you guys getting this? Like, if you're nice to somebody, 
Are they going to be nice back to you? Let me, let me ask you this question. If somebody is nice to you, are you more apt to be nice to them or a prick? You're going to be nice to them, right? But if I walk in with my arms crossed and my voice all deep and gruff and I go, you're going to give me this right now or I'm going to go to your manager. What do you do? You're like, go ahead, go. I don't care. It's been a rough day already anyways. You didn't, you didn't use your name. You didn't talk to him. You weren't nice. You didn't listen to him. Okay? So being nice makes a huge difference to get what you want. Whenever you're trying to get somebody to do something for you, you have to be nice. You can't be mean. You can't be a prick. You have to be nice to them. Okay? Now, the last step in this framework that I have to get other people to do what you'd like them to do is to stay calm, especially in a rough situation. So I had this guy one time. He called me, and he's like, he goes, Dan, your services are 10 times more than my safety guy, and I feel like you're just not contributing as much as my safety guy is, and so I'm going to have to terminate our relationship. And I said, okay. I'm I'm good with that. Can we? Can his is uh? We're, we're just gonna say his name was Rooster. I don't know a lot of roosters in the world, so we're just gonna say his name was Rooster. Was Rooster. And I and I kind of paused for a second, and I was like, "Okay, Rooster, I understand. Um, can you tell me how we can improve so we can potentially get better, and how I might be able to make the situation better? Because I really don't want to lose a great customer such as you, just because." of a small indifference that we could fix, but we didn't know needed to be fixed, right? And so I listened to him. I asked him a question that made me listen, made him talk. I used his name. I was nice. I wasn't, I didn't get prickish. I didn't get like, you can't cancel, you have a contract. I said, yeah, I'd be happy to. But is there a way we can fix it first? And then I stayed calm because he was hot. I mean, hot, 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 like ready to bite my head off hot. And we chatted for like 45 minutes. And I talked to him a lot about what was going on. And the decision that we made was that he, uh, I had a sales guy at the time, and the sales guy really messed up, and he oversold him. And I admitted that he oversold him. And so what I decided to do was to justify it and make it right after listening to him and everything that was going on and the fears that he was having and the fact that he was going through a hard time financially and, um, and that still wasn't the big reason why he was calling. But um, anyways, so we worked through all that stuff and what I decided to do with him was, was because uh, the salesperson I had at the time made some bad choices and set him up on a plan that was too big, we cut his plan actually down by two-thirds and, and continued to roll forward with what he needed. It gave him what he, what he needed and what he wanted for his program, but that wasn't it, okay? I kept digging because I sensed that there was something else going on, and so we continued to have a nice conversation and continued to, you know, be calm and nice and use his name, and I didn't, like, overuse his name. I'm like, rooster, 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 right? It was, it was you use it nice and calm. And anyways, when we got done, what I had found out was that his uncle had just been arrested for a huge thing. And the guy he was arrested with had the same last name as me. And so he thought maybe I knew him. And subconsciously, what he didn't realize until after we chatted for a good half hour, was that he was holding me responsible for his uncle getting arrested because of my last name craziness, right? Like, who in the world does that? Well, we all do at times. But the point is, is that he wasn't really upset with the services. He wasn't really, he was going through financial hard times. That was part of it, okay? But he wasn't really upset with the services. He was upset 
with the fact that my last name matched the last name of the guy who got arrested with his uncle, and he was ashamed of that, and he thought that I would link the two together because I knew him, and I, and I did know the guy that had my same last name, but we weren't like super close related, right? And so I, I was nice to him. I stayed calm through the whole situation, and at the very end of the phone call, I have to laugh because he stopped for a second, and, uh, and he said, you know, I have to say something, Dan. I called and I was hot. I was hot, hot, hot. And I was like, yeah, man, I could tell, Rooster, you were super hot. But I said, we all get hot sometimes, man, and you got a lot going on right now. And if there's anything that we can do to help, but just let me know because I really care about you as a person. I care about your business. I care about you guys succeeding, and I want you to succeed. And, uh, and it was right then that he goes, can I tell you something? I said, yeah, you can, t- you can talk. Talk away, rooster, man. I'm all yours, bud. I'm happy. And he said, I called today and I was hot. And you stayed calm when I would have blown up when somebody talked to you the way that I talked to you. And I just want to say, that's awesome. And never stop being that person and never stop being there and share that information with the world because guess what? That right there could change relationships. He said, I called and I was ready to cancel. He said, now I'm ready to go back to my full-fledged payment that we were doing before and I'm going to figure out a way to make it work because I like you, because I like what we're doing, because I like the fact that you're willing to work with me. I said, well, here's the deal, Rooster. We're not going to do that for you. What we're going to do is we're going to cut your rate because that's where you need to be. We're not going to change any of our services because you're overpaying and that's something that's wrong and that's not the way that we do business and that's not the way that we work. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, it was, it, was, uh, it, it was a bittersweet moment because the whole time inside when he was hollering at me, I felt really, really, um, my mind was racing because I didn't really want to lose this customer. Rooster was a good paying customer. And, uh, and, and, it, was, and it worked out really great that it is what it is but in the end I was able to get him to do what I wanted him to do which was to stay in business with us because I listened to him because I used his name because I was nice and because I stayed calm same thing with a lady at the flight counter right she had all the availability in the world to put me anywhere she could have said nope you're on tomorrow's flight I can't get you out go get a hotel room we're not paying for it because it's weather related it's not mechanical related she could have totally done that. But because I listened to her, because I used her name, because I was nice, and because I stayed calm, when everybody else around me was frantic, she not only got me on that plane, she got me a first-class seat on that plane, right? She not only helped me, she went above and beyond. And I didn't give her anything to do that other than a little bit of attention and a little bit of time. That was it. That was it. That's all it took. And so that's what I want you guys to realize today is that you can't use these powers for evil. It won't work. Don't even try. If I hear about you trying, I'm going to come after you with, I don't know, something good. But I want you just to really think about these the next time you get into a precarious situation. The next time a customer calls you and they're ready to leave. 
the next time your flight gets delayed, the next time they give away your car at the rental counter, the next time you've rented a car three weeks ago and you show up and they're gone <laughs> and they don't have them there. You can get mad or you can try to deal with the situation, right? And, and my point here is, is that there's always a way to deal with it. And so here's again is my four tips, my framework for getting others to do what I want them to do is first off, I listen to them. Second is I use their name when I talk to them. The third thing is, is I'm nice to them. And the fourth thing is, is I stay calm even when nobody else is calm. All right, guys, that's it. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope that you got a lot out of this podcast. If you did, I just, I just hope that you share it. Give us a five-star review. I don't, I don't ask for this kind of stuff out of any other reason other than the fact that I want to grow this podcast. I want other people to enjoy it. And the only way to get them to see it is to get those phenomenal reviews. And so today I just, want to say thanks for your time thanks for showing up thanks for being here and i really appreciate that you guys are here and um hope that you guys enjoy the rest of your day and hope that you're having a great week so far all right we'll talk to you guys later Bye.